I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, everyone. If you're new to the program, big welcome to you. Hello in the chat. I see you getting in the chat. I love it. Uh, let me know how the sound is, please. The chat, the sacred space of empowerment, co-pilots, co-hosts, and sound engineers. Great to see everyone in there and um, those listening by phone as well. Um, if you do have a question or a comment or you want a reading, uh, you want to call in for that, that number is 347-539-5122. That's 347-539-5122. 5122-347-539-5122 and press 1 on the keypad. Okay, because I see some people on the phone line. But they didn't press 1, so I don't know if you want to get on air or not. Oh, gosh, who else is in the chat? Okay. Um, yeah, let's see. A lot more getting in there. Okay, we've got an interesting show today. I love it. We're very open here. We're just in the high vibes of as much non-duality as possible. So last week we had an interesting um, person on that had started channeling that was actually, um, actually some people, Walter liked him. There's, I got some good feedback from our guest last week. We had on uh, Boho Beautiful. That was the week before. Who was that? Oh, yeah, Daniel John, who wrote the book Why We Are Here, who is a Christian that just started having the gift of an awakening, succession of awakenings, and what part of his awakening was channeling those on the other side. So today we're going to have on the second half of the program in our awakening dialogue is we have Glenn Osland with us, um, bathingwithgod.com. You can check him out. And he is a Mormon. Um, I don't know if he's still identifying as Mormon, but he went on a quest and wrote a book called Bathing with God. So I love this. It's happening, the awakening, different areas, different ways, blending it all, bringing it more into the spiritual, right? That's what this is about. And so loving this. Um, let me know also, I'm always very interested in people's unfolding. I've had some people contact me through Instagram, letting me know how they listen to the program, how it's helped them, um, their insights on awakening and what they're going through right now. Uh, so, yeah, if you, you can either join me um, in the Awakenings community on the Awakenings community page on Facebook. 
Um, you can connect with and like, subscribe to Awakenings podcast. Um, there's also a page for that, but the community page you can interact more um, and let us know. And any insight, inspiration, um, the Awakenings page on Facebook really try to keep it more in the in the non-duality realm more on awakening, ascension, and consciousness and not about playing out the evil and good and evil and us and them and this and that, the old paradigm stuff. It's really about keeping inspired, encouraging others in their awakening process, uh, sharing what's helped um, each other on the awakening process, becoming more awake, aware, becoming more intuitive. So tools, practices, insights, you know, post, picture posts of what's inspirational. And also artistic. I invite you all to even post your art and what's behind it. So that Awakening community, someone was saying, well, that's your page. No, it's not my page. It's really about the people that are listening to this program um, and beyond, whoever else, um, that is on this path. And especially with the art and the creativity, because art and creativity is such a huge part of the soul expression. So let us know what you're doing artistically. What are you working on? We have um, Luke Byron, who Byron, who always posts conscious hip hop artists, posts a lot of his music and it's very inspirational beats and um, words in his rap, his poetry. Um, if you have paintings, drawings. It, with inspirational sayings, please post that because it inspires others to live more awake, aware, and to take a chance, to take a chance, which is what I want to talk to a little bit before we get to reading about this taking a chance, that to have that courage to live more from the soul, to dare to be more yourself, really. That's what's happening. Um, it's a very interesting time right now. There's a lot of separating out taking place due to the vibrational shift. Many of you might be feeling this, that you've really shifted a lot and you're noticing the changes in your life. Let me know, especially in the chat. Um, oh, you loved him too, White Keller Lily. Yeah, he was great. Our, um, our guest from a couple of weeks ago, I think it was on the 12th, Daniel John, he was amazing. And Boho Beautiful was amazing. Juliana and Mark, uh, speak a look. And then, of course, today we have Glenn Oslin. So, yeah, we get good gifts. I like to get, you know, people as they're just peaky. Although we've had people, whatever, on the before. Um, Bray Brayden, Bruce Lipton, Wayne Dyer. I mean, we've had a lot of people on like that. But, but I like getting... Um, kind of some gems, independent gems. So I also want to share with you um, to connect with me on my um, Soul Awakening Insights on YouTube, Soul Awakening Insights by Michelle Mache on YouTube. Uh, please subscribe if you feel some of you have been listening or watching the videos. Um, I love the connecting. I love what you're sharing. So many, so many of you I'm really seeing are starting, you're shifting and the changes are now starting to come in, and you're seeing it. You're seeing how your work has paid off, um, and you're connecting with others and inspiring and helping others, and that's kind of the way we're all meant to do it. My Patreon community is up. I had people ask 
that they wanted to do more personal work with me or as a group where we could discuss metaphysics, advanced metaphysics, divination, spiritualism. That is up on patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash my name, Michelle Mache. So I've already had some people sign up. We launch. I'm starting to post um, some of the, the downloads that I've been getting and videos. I'm asking people what they need and want because we start of our monthly meetings, which I'm so excited about. Uh, we'll be meeting through um, Zoom. And we'll just be having a lot of, we'll just see, I'm really holding the space for your individual unfolding and really helping you actualize your gifts more, understand your soul gifts, why you're here, where and how to use your soul's gifts, connect to your soul's purpose. We'll be doing meditation work, clearing work, inner work. Um, those are for those that are full journey with Michelle, that tier. We will be meeting monthly, and then um, there's also Soul Seeker, and then people that just want to be part of the Soul Tribe and just contribute. So I'm really excited. I'm glad I listened um, to your requests. I always do. <laughs> so it means a lot that um, many of you have asked to work further with me. Uh, Athena, thank you so much. Yes, um, Let's see. Athena, I probably would have never realized this gift if I had not been due to a time off and COVID and the vibrational shift. I've been doing a lot of art skit. Well, Athena, please post them in Awakenings um, page. Same with you, Tammy. Tammy did some ama amazing artwork uh, in the chat and beautiful things, but very goddess connecting in uh, to deeper, deeper aspects, I feel, of ourselves through these paintings, art, these drawings, uh, and paintings. Very, very, uh, some very timely, otherworldly. Because what happens when you share your gifts, especially in a community, others get inspired and they begin to take chances. They begin to have the courage to move forward and just try to just put it out there. And then you're recognized. When we're recognized through our creative expression, our self-expression, it's a recognition of soul. It's a recognition and a validation of I see you. I see your light. Because art is a form of light in, in, in a form, whatever form it is. Whatever it is, the sound or clothes, the way you dress, or maybe you're a designer. Or, you know, it's, it, whatever that self-expression, that creative expression is, especially right now, for many of you, it holds a higher vibrational frequency. And so when you are self-expressing, especially coming from the soul, which is non-dualistic, it's more, I mean, it has a dual, dual, dual aspect that it's extended out from source energies to become individual or individuated. But when we're in our artistic mode, we're self-expressing. When we're really connecting in with ourselves or another, we are out of that dualistic mode. We're in the oneness. And so as you're creating your art, you're in the oneness. Let's see. Athena, let's go, Tammy. Yes, yes, yes. Um, 
Yes, Tammy's art is very, white calla lily saying, yes, I too say let's share, share Athena. There are so many talented people on the Facebook page. I love Tammy's art. Very ethereal. Yeah, it's very potent, very um, – I have to get also Rachel Bolton in England who's doing um, these amazing sculptures. I got to tell because you guys, when you're doing your art, when you're doing your self-expression, your creative expression, it's not just what people see in the 3D, 2D, 2D, 3D, 4D realm. It's the transmission of your energy. Uh, and just like we talked last week with um, the Boho Beautiful People, it's a vibration. It's telling people you too can do this or do something like this. And we talked to Juliana and Mark, you know, and I was saying that they were very showing the possibility in lifestyle. And what does that mean? So people need to see it. People need to see things to be inspired. It doesn't just happen. You know, uh, even with me, I need to be inspired. I go to, that's why I don't like, you know, people sometimes want to post these other things about, you know, I don't know. I keep saying, are we going to get our saber swords, you know, the fighting the dark? I don't want to read that. I don't need, I can watch TV dramas about that. But I like, sometimes I go to that page and I get very inspired. You know, very, um, like something clicks. Or just seeing people step into their power, their empowerment, is very, very inspirational, right? That's a part of it also. So I do hope more people will join the Awakenings group page, whatever we want to call it, and um, contribute and share and stretch your wings, flap your wings, float, stretch that muscle, stretch and connect because when you're sharing your art, your writing, your poetry, whatever you want to post, even if it's somebody else's post and it's inspirational to you or someone else's words or your image, someone else's words, or it's coming from your heart and soul, it is a vibrational frequency in form that is getting transmitted. You're broadcasting your signal and it's, it's transmitting. And, and that transmission can bring hope, inspiration, encouragement to someone. It can, so I, believe me, I've gotten emails before from people that have said, one person that was near suicide that said, when I went to the awakening page, I knew I was going to get something uplifting and it helped me get through that day. Yeah, I've heard things like that. Or I'm so inspired by what so-and-so wrote or that, the drawing or what they're doing in their life. You know, we're watching each other to see how we grow. It gives us inspiration and encouragement, and it gives us the courage to live more from our truth, more authentically, more genuinely, which means from the soul. So with that, if you want to connect with me on Patreon, please let me know. Connect with me further. Let me know how you're doing also, also, please, all of you. Um, I really do care. I'd like to keep in touch, and if I can be of more help or service or give some kind of guidance or direction, I'm open for that too. So callers, I do see callers in the queue. If you have a question or a comment or you wanted a reading, please press 1 on your keypad. Um, those of you that are just coming into the program right now, that number is 347-539-5122. Press 1 on your keypad. Okay, so 
I wanted to talk. I don't know if this is happening. Um, how many people this is happening with? I've been. I've had experiences with this, um, and I've had a couple of clients. So I always say, when there's two, five, ten, that means there's a thousand or hundred thousand, ten thousand or a hundred thousand people going through this. There is a separating out right now where you really have to choose where are you putting your energy, and that is energy literally in your output, input, what you bring back in, because all energy circulates. It's our energy individually, but we receive it from source energy, so life force animating energy, and it cycles. It's this cosmic orbit. We draw in, we give out. There's an input and an output. So there's a looking at what are what am I receiving? What, to what am I putting out? What am I receiving back and from whom? And where are they at? So right now, many of you are, especially that's part of the blessing with this pattern interrupt that's happening through COVID and what's breaking down in the systems, is it is causing a pattern interrupt enough for people to wake up further to get to the truth of what matters to them on a heart level and on a soul level. So many people are awakening uh, to their gifts, uh, like Athena was saying in the chat. So it takes courage, which is living from the heart, to move forward, to move from just surviving to thriving, right? Which means you get to get to the truth of what's really important to you, what really matters to you, to connect into your infinite potential, right? So you might find, once again, it happens in different parts of the path where you're moving on from certain people or certain people are moving on from you, especially if they're not living more in their truth and not willing to hear the truth. Um, and I know sometimes people say, oh, truth is there's little all kinds of truth or it's a perception. Yes and no. And I think that's a cop-out. That's like um, saying everything is good always. You know, no. We go through dark times, bad times, ups and downs. If you see someone that is in an unhealthy relationship, they're a friend of yours, you can still be friends with that individual and love them. But you don't have to be in denial or pretend not to see what is unhealthy in a situation or in a relationship? I know when I've been there, I've had friends that have been there for me and supportive, but they've also been very truthful about what they see in a relationship or a work dynamic or a situation. Um, or even if I'm, I, I have people that I've worked with, even my team that works with me puts it back on me. Like one time I was going to do something because I thought, oh, yeah, yeah, I should do it because it's a good, you know, good opportunity. And I was doing these workshops with some uh, another person that was, you know, but I really, they were, you know, I wasn't really feeling that open or joyful. It felt like just something to do. And one of my assistants said, okay, a good teacher of mine, which is me, said, if you don't feel, if you feel something's contracting or, you you know, your heart, you your body's contracting, that's a message that it's really not life-enhancing enough to do this, and it's coming from the ego. And I went, touche, you're right. Thank you for reflecting back to me. Now, isn't that amazing? 
to have people in your life that you feel safe enough with and they feel safe enough with you to reflect back, to reflect back what they're seeing. Because there is an objective truth, and don't let people tell you that there isn't. If, you, if somebody is using heroin over and over and they've been in and out of rehab and you're, trying to, and you're telling them you're addic- they're addicted and it's not good for them, that's not just your perception, okay? There is a truth. So I do believe, by the way, it's going to be more highlighted with this North Node in Gemini and South Node in Sagittarius. And if you're listening to this and you want to know more about it, maybe you already are an astrologer, you're into astrology, or you're just curious, I break it down. I, I did a video a couple months ago on my YouTube, just on, uploaded on my YouTube channel of the North Node in, in Gemini, South Node in Sagittarius, and how it will affect each sign. And I, do, I go into an overview of what it means. Sagittarius, ruled by Jupiter, is the legal system, law, truth, higher principles. It looks at the expanded view. Um, it's philosophy, religion, spirituality. Uh, Gemini is more about communication and how we process, because ruled by Mercury, how we process information, how we take it in. And it's also, Gemini is very dualistic. It, it, you know, it rules the lover's card. So it's how do we navigate and balance, that's the holy grail, balancing the truth, the lies, the inner, the outer, the masculine, the feminine, the magnetic, the electrical. But, but Gemini's also could be the trickster. So it, it, its words can heal and enliven or your thinking, your thought process can heal and enliven you or it can be a trap and trick you, and you could be in denial. Okay, so sometimes Gemini likes to stay very surface, the lower octave. The higher octave of Gemini can see both sides and come to a conclusion in the middle. And that's when we see truth. I really love you. I love what you're about. However, I also see you in this situation where you're blocking or stopping yourself. So I want to share with you, look, there's going to be more situations. I know when I start experiencing stuff, people do six months or a year, year or two later, that there is going to be, there's this quickening, another quickening that we have this year. Just like we did in 2011. 2011, we moved into a quickening. 2011 to 2012, 2017, 2018, and now we're in another quickening phase where I don't know, are you seeing this? Let me know in the chat. Let me know on the phone line, 347-539-5122, press 1. Are you feeling, doesn't matter if things seem slow or blocked or stagnant or, you know, you can't get back to work or can't do this or that. The energy, there's a quickening, a quickening of learning lessons, a quickening of getting the message, a quickening of being misunderstood and then understood, or a quickening of being misunderstood and somebody not wanting to get to understanding because they have to look at themselves. So you're going to see things a lot more stark and more clearly, especially with this north node in Sagittarius, excuse me, in Gemini, south node, Sagittarius, it's retrograde. So it's, this has been the, a flaw of 
when you have nodal access, when you have, it's not planetary, it's affecting the moon's nodes, the reflection, it's all about the shadow, what isn't yet known. The shadow could be your gifts that you're not aware of or you're denying, or it could be areas that you need healing and there's ignorance or non-awareness. When we talk about the nodes, yes, it affects us very much individually, but the nodes are about a collective learning lesson, a karmic learning lesson. And a lot of it has been the over-dualism, the dumbing down, and being in denial. You know, I say a lot of times with clients that have worked with me that are having challenges, that something they keep repeating, or they might be in a relationship that's not very healthy for them or life enhancing and I can tell sometimes they try to wiggle out of it or they don't want to talk about it don't want to process because they don't want to look bad in front of me and what I will always say when I'm working with people that are going through something like this whatever it is even eating some people as a hypnotherapist I work with people could be eating disorders or issues around food or maybe they want to lose weight or body image Um, I will always say It's okay. Whatever you're doing, that's where you're at right now in consciousness. It's okay. And you need to have it be okay for you. Just don't lie to yourself. Don't fool yourself. It's not about me or the other people in your life around you keeping up appearances. It's just about you when you put your head on the pillow that you're honest with yourself. The end of the day, throughout the day, beginning of the day, whatever it is that you know. And it's very freeing to have someone lovingly do that because it gives that person permission to have their experience and be where they are in their learning curve and then to discover. Like I was working with this woman once it was in abuse. I'd been in these various abusive relationships and and I told her, most of it was emotional. Some of it got to pushing and shoving, and I don't know if it ever got hit or not. But Because I say if it's physical abuse, you really need to leave. But if someone doesn't leave, okay, I still will work with the person. And I said, you know, I'm trying, I can, I keep going. And I said, look, let's work on the consciousness. Let's work on your healing, your empowerment, and your consciousness. Because once you, your consciousness raises, once there's more healing, and empowerment, more self-love, self-understanding, and the consciousness raises, you will have a different consciousness that won't allow you to be in the relationship. It'll wind out. You'll naturally move on. And that's exactly what happened. And then that person was met, re-met somebody that they um, knew years ago, years previous as a good friend. They started dating, and now they're married. Uh, very good relationship. So it's all about the consciousness, and I would share and invite all of you that are listening, that are maybe going through something, whether on your own or in your life or the person or job or health, can you please have or how can you have compassion for where you are and be honest with where you are, what you're doing, even if you're hiding or there's denial, whatever it is that you're doing. And say, okay, this is how I'm coping right now. It may not be the best way to cope. It might be hurting or harming me or the situation, but this is what I'm doing. 
and how can I love myself into the higher consciousness that will allow the change, the shifting to have the change? How can I step by step or bit by bit work on my consciousness so that I no longer gravitate towards this or it gravitates to me and I hold on or latch on to it or I create it? So that compassion and love comes from courage, the courage to be where you are, accept and love yourself, and the courage to unfold, whatever that means. Is that changes? Is it on your own? Is it support? Is it meditate? Is it just a shift? But in that space of courage, compassion, is the doorway to higher consciousness because you move out of the punitive, judgmental mind. And you're going to see some people aren't able to do that right now. And it's, it's, it's hard. It's challenging. I had a, this sadness. This, I'm not even disappointment. The person thought I was disappointed and I was just so sad. But they're choosing to stay stuck in a lower vibrational frequency. And sometimes we can't go along with the story anymore, the denial. We can't not see it or we see it and we put it to the side, sometimes it's now no longer on the side, it's in the in front. It's in the it's, it's blocking the viewfinder. <laughs> right? So be gentle with yourselves. Um I did do by the way, which probably just launched at twelve twelve, uh posted launch, whatever. Um I did do a pick a card reading on my YouTube channel uh, for the energies of September and how spirit will be helping you. I very clearly got this message. It was like for a week straight that starting a couple weeks ago or last week, last week, how spirit is really reaching out to assist and help always, obviously. But something is shifting in September where there's going to be additional support from the spirit realm, from the angelic realm, from your ancestors on the other side, the guides you work with, you, your higher self, from in the form of your higher self, if you open to it. So I, in the reading, I went through setting an intention, what the intention was, and also, of course, the affirmation. So we're really being uplifted because most of you, all of us have been, been living a little a little raw, a little op- more open, more courageous, you know, going through the, stepping through the, the fire, purifying, really listening to our intuition. And that is being rewarded by the quantum aspect of us, God, the all that is, innate intelligence of the universes, spirit, great white spirit, whatever you want to call it, over souls are helping So I hope you'll take a look at that reading. I hope that you will open to this help from the spirit realm and dare to have that courage to live more from your heart, open your heart despite pain and wounding, to nurture your heart, but but to not close it off right now, to have the courage to share your gifts. I want to see some sharings and awakenings. um, Also, I want to know, someone said, oh, it's a public... And some people don't want other people to see what's posted. But I don't know that people from the out, whatever it is, the outside are really looking in, you know. And then I also think you have to ask yourself, I mean, you don't have to post what you're going through 
privately, personally. That, I think, is more PM, DM, texting, friend, small group. Um, unless you feel a need and you need that support. But I think living more your truth, having the courage to live more of your truth is going to move you more into thriving and not just barely making it or surviving. As you embrace your soul gifts more, you begin to thrive more because you also begin to attract people that are more in alignment with you, that get you, and that want to support you and help you, not just take from you. They want what you have to share and give, but they also have something that they want to share and give. If there's more reciprocity. All right, everyone. Call in number 347-539-5122. And let's see. Um, questions or comments in the chat, let me know. I'm not really scrolling down. And let's get to, we have a caller over here. Hello. I hear somebody. I hear a little one. You're on air. You do. Hi. Hi. Oh, my gosh. Hello. Your light is just connecting with mine, and I'm so happy to hear your um, talking and your, like, your sharing today. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, who is this? Who are you? My name is your name. I feel, yeah. Jamie, I spoke with you last week regarding my son, Ollie, and his um, seizures and his health, if that rings a bell. Oh, yes, yes. Ollie, yes. is that the little bright one in the background? One of the two in the background, yes. One of the two. Yes. Okay. So what has come up, I was, when yeah. you said press one, press one, I said, okay, Michelle, I'll press one because – um, in January, I was so lucky enough to um, be attuned to Reiki and have mm. really been open up to some beautiful shamanic gifts in which I am um, oh. learning and how to just wanting to capitalize on how to really be open and have a huge quantum shift. And so, oh, I love this. you know. Oh, thank you. Me too. So it keeps mm. coming back to my son and I'm wanting to, how do I heal? How do I fix? But the message I'm keep reminding myself of, or that keeps getting given to me, I'm wanting to fix it, right? So I'm yes. trying to tell myself, how do I accept? Because I'm seeing his yes. differences. I'm seeing yes. and I'm thinking, how do I fix? How do I fix? What's the next modality I can fix? Maybe if I do this, shamanic healing I'll fix him you know and then uh, maybe if I do this diet it'll Mm. fix so Mm. if anything else if you're seeing anything in which I should really be shared with today I'd love to know that what I'm feeling is what do I need to do to just settle in whether it's being grateful for and waiting for the messages that I'm trying to receive in regard to this there's a reason why right that um, I personally am being sent this um, challenge. So I, mm. if there's anything coming up, I would love to hear it. Okay. Yes, absolutely. And a little story too. One thing I'm hearing is, is if you change the focus from fix to how can I enhance his gifts? Mm-hmm. And there are areas where you obviously have challenges, frustrations. I call those awarenesses. Mm-hmm. Those are areas that you challenges that you need to be aware of. And, modify, whatever you need to do to, to work through those. 
but let those go and enhance what's already there, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, because you're right, you're seeing differences, and those differences are there. And when you're enhancing the gifts, you're enhancing what's working, there's an amazing connection or amazing bond energetically that takes place, a transmission between the two of you where Mm -hmm. you're able to get out of your, just your individual energy and get into source energies, right? It's like what happens in Reiki, right? Or any kind of energy work. You you get into that unified field. But when we're fixing, yes, right? Because when we're fixing something, it's the object and us, right? Yes. If I have to fix, yes. So, that what to do, you'll be guided later, or what works. Um, you know, and I definitely feel it with him. I get, okay, definitely there is challenge, learn, developmental or learning challenges or differences, however you want to term that, 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 you're, mm-hmm. that I feel are, yeah, there for good. I feel like you're going to have, there, it's a different, be, a different, this being has a different way of being than what you're used to or how you do, and maybe your other child or children. There yeah. are those. There are those differences. So, in allowing for those and letting those be until you get more information, if you enhance what's working, what's helping, and what his his gifts are or his way, that's going to take a lot of stress and strain off. Now. In saying that, I also feel that um, there are things I feel diet, supplement, nutrients. I feel like there are even triggers or could be um, overstimulation or weather or light. Is that Mm true? Lightning. So there's a there's a sensitivity. There's an oversensitivity. And I know there are certain things that help people with oversensitivity, even children, whether it's homeopathics. You can give them homeopathics, which are very safe for children, of oversensitivity to light or hyperactivity. Or work more on the subtle energy, the subtle realm. There could be certain herbs, certain foods that you find are better. Um, I'll tell you, though, Jamie, I've definitely been there. I had in my past, I had had a thyroid issue. And talk about accepting it because I tried to fix it and I was doing everything right. I was vegan. Actually, what ended up happening, Mm. me eating too much soy Mm. blocked the T3 conversion to T4, you know. But I took many years and I had been a model. I was a dancer. So I was always able to just, my body was always in great shape. I was running. I was working out. I was doing everything. All of a sudden, I gained I think it was like 30 or 35 pounds in like a month and a half. And then it's like my trainer at the time was like, what's going on with you? And I'm like, I don't yeah. know. I didn't eat. That didn't work. Went on this nutritional diet for um, it was like 600 calories a day to see what you're allergic to. Couldn't find anything. Turned out I had this little issue, but the soy pushed it over the edge. My doctor realized one that I finally went to. But I had to learn acceptance because through that, I had to relate. Mm. I couldn't just get up and run five miles or do certain things if I was feeling down or depressed. 
you know, yeah. all the things that I used to do, Dan, uh, all were taken away, oh. stripped away. And then years later, I was in a car accident, and I got, I couldn't meditate because I had um, a concussion, and they, you actually meditation actually makes a concussion worse. The focusing, wow, to just kind of stare in space. So two things that taught me: sometimes you can't fix things. Okay. You have to just accept what is and see what is the learning, the gift or the learning. How are you learning something new or a new way of relating or a new way of releasing stress or tension or a new way of connecting? So I feel that's with this little being, Ollie. There's something about a new way of connecting or connecting in. Um now, I almost feel like sometimes does he come really close and then sometimes he's very far away or distant? I would say the distance is probably more, more? Uh, more like an extreme anger. So that's a pull away okay. instance, right? He's so far away mm-hmm. that there's this physical instant anger, pinching, throwing. But then he'll suddenly mm. snap out of it, and he's close and connected and loving, and he feels bad. Yes. Okay. Okay. Can he uh, draw? Have you had him draw what he's feeling or going through? We have not. Okay. Try that. And when he wants to pinch, get him a doll, a stuffed animal or a doll, if he wants to have the pinchy motion. Mm-hmm. It's okay to okay. pinch the doll, but we don't pinch people. It's okay. You you have a pinchy mood right now. You have a pinchy time. <laughs> it's okay to pinch. Yeah, it's okay to pinch. You can have your pinchy experience, just not on people because it hurts people. But here's the pinchy doll. When you feel like pinching or wringing that doll, see, find his language, what he's going through, this oversensitivity, and give him the outlets to express that before you try to bridge, like you and I might have a conversation. You know, sometimes I tell clients of mine, they have a lot of anger. I tell them, get all your socks that are rolled up and and mm-hmm. throw them against the wall. Sometimes you need that motion. Scream in the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have to make right. We have to make it okay. You can scream in the car, or you can go in the room. And, and take out all these socks and throw them and then put them back. It's okay to have that action. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And art. Children are very, of all types, happy face or just what color means anger, whatever color that is. Yeah. Even if it's scribbles, scribbling it out, whatever. What, what, what scribble means you know, when you do it hard, you're angry. When you do it light, is that, ha- oh, you're happy now. Okay. Get, let yes. him get it out. Because I feel like he, like we're, we're getting like 500 impressions a millisecond. He's getting a thousand and it's overwhelming. Absolutely. Yes. Bless you though for working through this. I know it's not easy. Oh my gosh. And I can feel how much you love <laughs> him. And it's like, it, you got to get in his world. Mm-hmm. You know how kids, like, we do the tent. We all used to do it. With the flashlight, under the table, there's the tent. Mm-hmm. So with Ollie now, you have to just, the sheet, the tent, he's in that tent. 
Now you want to peel back the sheet, get on your knees with your flashlight and go, Ollie, I'm coming in. What do you, mm-hmm. how do you do what you, what are you doing in here? What are you playing? What are you experiencing? And, and go in his world and look at how can I enhance how he's expressing and experiencing? How can I okay. augment it and support it? Yeah. I think you're going to have a breakthrough, Jamie. Oh, I felt I like do. an ear pop when I feel when I'm just when things are resonating. I just felt that, and um, because it would take so much time for me to share, but so many points that you have hit on are completely resonating with me in regard to things that have come up or things that I'm considering. Um, so oh, thank you. You are so welcome. You're so welcome. All right, keep us posted, and thanks so much for uh, calling in, and uh, lots of love and light to you and Ollie and the other little one. Thank you. I so appreciate that, and we'll be carrying it with us, and we'll keep you updated. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Hello, you're on Awakenings. Welcome. Hi, Michelle. This is Glenn. Oh, oh, Glenn. Well, oh, great. Yeah. (laughs) I was so in the flow. I was like... Let me give you your intro. I was like, I want to, who's this? Okay. Oh, my gosh. Well, I was talking about you earlier, actually, to everyone um, that's listening right now. So they kind yeah. of got a whole little uh, 411 on you already um, and what you're about. Um, so, everyone, this is our guest that I was talking about earlier, Glenn Oslin, um, the author of Bathing with God. Um, I want to just just jump in because um, what an interesting background and journey. So I want if you would share a little bit with our listeners about that, and then I also want to know what kind of was the turning point for your tipping point where you started diving more into the spirituality aspect. Oh sure. um, Yeah, of religion. I found that very interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I almost started off with a, a very spiritual tipping point in religion because I was very religious um, growing up as a, as a Mormon, very, very devout. And it, mm. it really spoke to me. Um, so I was a missionary uh, for two years in Japan and I came back from my mission and I got interested in folklore while I was studying at college. And so I, I went to uh, Indiana University to get a master's degree, and I was in a PhD program studying folklore and mythology, and and that's when things started unraveling for me about mm. about my faith and seeing that the the stories that I had believed um, as a kid started looking at them as fiction, started looking at them as um, mm. nothing that was really particularly unique to the. To, to Mormonism, but these were stories that other religions had. There were um, common practices and beliefs around the world. And so I, at that point, I, I made a turning point from religion, from spirituality towards materialism, towards atheism, and was in that space for a long time. Um, I, started, I started a podcast called Infants on Thrones about eight years ago with a group of friends of mine that had similarly been disaffected by Mormonism and they were also in this atheist mindset. And we spent a lot of time making fun of things. <laughs> and <laughs> at, at some point, at, at, at some point it, it, 
and, and I think this is what you're asking me when, when it started turning back towards spirituality, I started, yeah. I started feeling bad. I, I started feeling like it's, it's easy to make fun of beliefs. It's easy to deconstruct things, but then what are you left with? There's kind of this empty nihilistic feeling of yeah. like, well, what is this all about? What's really going on? And, and I also started recognizing that it was discounting very real experiences that people were that you having had before and, I, and you as yeah, well, right? yeah that, that I could relate to. Sure. Yeah. That I could relate to. And so, um, I, what I, there were a lot of things that happened, but probably the, the, the easiest thing to talk about is that I interviewed a Mormon psychic and I became friends with her and we started having conversations and, and she told me, I, I asked her if she would do a reading for me and she said that she would. And she described my heart as being, um, kind of black and like locked in a, in a cage and that it, it wanted to get out. It, it, it wanted to open up. Um, and it really resonated with me that I, I, I was resistant to it. I had a lot of resistance to it, but there was also something that really spoke to me. And through multiple conversations with her, we just explored a lot of concepts. I would ask her like, what is the nature of the soul? What, what is the nature of God? Why are we here? What is this all about? And we've had these kinds of conversations, and it was just so much fun. And, and that, that really started opening me up again. And where I realized I didn't want to be judgmental towards other people, and I really didn't want to be judgmental towards myself. It, it, took, it took me a while to realize that that critical attitude that I had towards other people wasn't doing me any favors in the way that I mm-hmm. viewed myself and, and my interactions with other people in the world. And, um, yeah, so that, that's kind of a, a, a quick version of how I got from where I started out to where I am now. Okay. Now, Glenn, let me ask you, do you feel like the, the maybe cynicalness, was that out of disappointment in the, in the religion, what you've studied, and then you see all these other religions have similar writings um, and, yeah. and principles? Was there disappointment? Was there letdown? Where did that sit? Because yeah. you went from being very devout and having, it sounds like, great experience. Um, yeah, yeah. To then the yeah. atheist. Yeah, I, I, think, I think you're right. I think there was definitely disappointment. And, and part of it was that when, when I was a really active and devout Mormon, I felt very special. I felt like I had a, a special relationship mm-hmm. with God and that it, it privileged me over other people. And when I started recognizing that I was, that, that kind of put me in a position where I was looking down on other people, I got very mm-hmm. disappointed in that and I got disappointed in myself. And then I started thinking, well, that's what religion does. Religion makes people the way that it made me. And, and so I had that kind of cynicism that came up as a result of that. But it, it really came from a, a place of connection with the teachings of, of Jesus to love one another, to have charity in your heart. And then when I started seeing mm-hmm. that I wasn't being loving to other people or people around me weren't being loving to other people, they weren't being charity, it seemed hypocritical. And so there, there was definitely a lot of disappointment um, around that, yes. Mm-hmm. And that I swear, everyone on this path gets—I call it the "fu" God. 
everyone that <laughs> yeah. is on a seeking path comes to some point of huge disappointment in, you know, why am I not special or it's not special or I do all this good work or I believe and something really bad happens. What happened here? Yeah. You know, what's right. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that, yeah, that seems to be kind of a common part of the past. So moving out of that, what what started your awakening back into beyond the concept of God or God through religion, the spirit or all that is, into more of a personal relationship, which would be more of a spiritual? Was it, was that, was it quick I, I, or was it a long process? It was a long process. Um, it, it was a long process, and b- because because I was podcasting, um, I, I was interacting with listeners, and 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 listeners would send me things. They'd say, "Hey, you should read this." Um, and and one of the things that a listener sent me was a book called *The Righteous Mind* by Jonathan Haidt. Um, why good people are divided by religion and politics. And and I I started reading that Ooh. book, and I started recognizing that really the point of that book is that everybody has a moral framework. Everybody's coming from a place of um, feeling like they're, they're right. And there's, there's really Mm -hmm. good legitimate reasons why people feel that they're right about things. And so that, that Mm -hmm. started this shift in, in me to look at other people, not as, not, not as me being right and them being wrong, them being stupid because they're wrong. You know, I, 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 re- I really started recognizing right. this in myself and going, I do not want that in me at all. How can I, how can I get rid of that? And uh, Jonathan Haidt's book, uh, The Righteous Mind, was really influential. Um, a few years after that, the book Sapiens came out. I don't know if you're familiar with that or not, but um, mm-hmm. talking about the history of the human race and what is it that makes humans the predominant species on the planet. We're not the strongest. We're, we're not the, the right. meanest. Um, but we have created these fictions that allow us to cooperate together in groups. And those fictions can be in the form mm. of the stories of religion, mythology, even the laws that we create, even having money mm. as a form of commerce. These are all fictions that are created, but they bind us together. And, yeah. and that gave me a way of looking at, fiction instead of looking down on fiction as if this is a bad thing but looking at it as oh wait this is something that can actually bind us all together and mm-hmm. is really a good thing so it, it was it was doing the podcast having interactions with fans and listeners which I'm sure you can relate to um, mm-hmm. that really had a, a, a marvelous impact on me and, and changing yeah. how I felt and how I looked at the world yeah, we learn a lot. Now, I love what you're saying because metaphysically we call it the, the group agreement in the race consciousness or mainstream. And this is why yeah. I'm so glad you're bringing this up, even this book about, you know, and how you had the realization of why people think the way they think and, and getting out of the dualistic. Um, yeah. Because everything that is on this planet has a vibrational frequency of a, a match. It, nothing is extraneous. Right. Everything, Right. So we have some agreement to what's going on until we don't. And you're right. It's arbitrary. Yeah. It's like we, we make up these, like, you're right, money, all of that, so we can unmake it. That's what I want people to realize. We, can, uh, we made it up so we can unmake it. Yeah. We can make something else up, right, that's more life-enhancing. Yeah. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. 
Oh, I, I totally agree with you. And it, and it took me a while to get comfortable even with that language of vibration and, and thinking that mm. we are beings of energy and there are vibrations and there are frequencies, even, even in our brains and the thoughts that we think, um, mm. the, the feelings that we feel, these are all different vibrations of, of energy. And, and so, um, yeah, we, we, we do have some degree of control, I think, over, uh, over what we think and how we feel. And um, the, the, the fictions that we create, we can, we can change. You know, the, the, that, yeah. the way that we perceive reality can be malleable and we can take control and we can become the authors of our own fictions that we live. So, yeah, I, I believe that very strongly. Yeah, and it can, that can be so um, empowering. Um, yeah. Let me ask you, because you did study um, myth, which I love, uh, that study yeah. mythology <laughs> and symbolism. I think it's so, it's so important, um, the folklore, because we live by that archetypal energy. We experience and express. You can see the archetypes that are playing out collectively, individually, what people, what we get in in certain times of our life. Um, what are your thoughts on that in, let's say, current situations or contemporary life? And yeah. how can looking at the folklore and the mythology empower us and help us? Yeah, okay. Well, I, I wish I knew who said this so I could give them credit, but I don't remember. I heard this somewhere. Somebody said that everyone who's born – in, in, into this life is born innocent. We're, we're born with basically a, a blank slate. And then mm-hmm. we're misguided from that point on by very well-meaning, loving people who um, are doing the best that they can with what they have, uh, but we all end up being misguided. And, and what is it that's misguiding mm-hmm. us is our, our tradition, whatever tradition we're born in, the things that are teaching us what's right and wrong, the things that's teaching us our, our morals, and that's one, of the, that's one of the big functions of folklore and mythology in, in our lives. And, and the study of folklore and mythology mm-hmm. isn't just the study of stories. It's also the study of customs and rituals and beliefs. And that was, that was really eye-opening to me to see how mm-hmm. traditional culture impacts individuals and groups of people and our entire worldview, how we feel about things. Um, and, and that then creates our sense of uh, meaning and purpose in the world. So, so recognizing that these are stories and their traditions that they're passed down, everybody starts from this place of, of innocence and then is misguided in some way or another. The, the way that I've found that to be really valuable for me, Michelle, is that now when <laughs> instead of like when I look at people and I see differences, instead of judging them and thinking, mine's better and theirs is worse or any kind of version of that. I just think, oh, this is how they have been misguided. And I'm not going to judge that because I know that I've been misguided Mm. and I'm not going to judge that because at the heart of that is this innocent being that wants to love and wants to be loved. And we're trying to, to love and be loved the best way that we can uh, through these, these things, these stories, these beliefs, traditions that, may or may not be right, may or may not be true. You know, so we've all been misguided in that. But, but recognizing and leveling the playing field, um, it, it's helped me get away from that judgment, which I've been trying to get away from, from so long, for so long. Mm-hmm. 
So in not judging it, so is is that you're saying that you move more into like a compassion and understanding of yes, what's yeah, happening. yeah. So so and and the reason that I call the book bathing with God is is because the way that I conceive of God I think is very consistent with. Um, what what you and a lot of your listeners believe in in source energy. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, I listened to the interview that you did with Daniel, um, and he said something about how science has almost proven that we're made out of energy. And I was listening to that, and I thought, why did he say almost? Because we're we're all made up of atoms. We are. I know that. That's proven. Yeah. We're all energy. All of these vibrations that we are, and everything around us is. And if and if you right. think about that as God then it's like we're constantly immersed in God. We, like God is everything, mm. everywhere around us. Yeah. And so we're, we're yeah. always constantly, inescapably bathing in God, but that sounded like a weird title, so I did bathing with God <laughs> instead. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so uh, if I, if I take on that, that belief that everyone around me is also what I am in, in this, this one energy, then I don't judge it as being bad or wrong, but I go into it with this curiosity of what is this other version of this thing that I am too? Uh, It makes Mm -hmm. me want to understand myself better. It makes me want to understand other people better and be really accepting of the differences and and really curious. Uh, um, And and I'd like that shift. Mm. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm getting teary-eyed. I so love what you're saying and so great yeah well because i think that's our way out of all of this is that's the new emerging consciousness of the new paradigm that we have to see with those eyes we can't have god be all that is enter everything is of god and is all powerful and everything is oneness except for those people that are over there that don't agree with me (laughs) somehow that has to get worked out we have to figure that but I love what you're saying because it's so um, freeing, and I also find humbling because yeah, that right that that opens some doorways. Like okay, for sure. I, like yeah, you said, and, and, the and for me, hmm. go ahead. No, I was going to say. Like you, and you said it brought you into seeking because if everything is all God and everything is needed and necessary, and as Einstein and Carl Sagan and other scientists have said, we are the same. I think even Rumi said it that you know substance of the sure. sun, moon, and stars is just reconfiguration, but it's all the same uh, particulates, atoms, molecules, particles. Um, it's just separated out by vibrational frequency between the tree and me, you know. Um, then you're so, right. And something, I wanna, to something I want to add to yes. that, Michelle, if, if I, if I can jump in yes. with that, because you yes, mentioned please. Einstein yes. and, and others, there, there is this really fascinating video on YouTube that I saw. It's a, a lecture given by a theoretical physicist named David Tong, and it's about quantum okay. field, uh, the, the, the nature of reality, quantum field theory. And, and basically what he's saying is this idea of particulates that we're made up of, that, that they're individual electrons, for example, that's not really mm-hmm. true. It, the, these mm-hmm. individual electrons are actually like waves on an ocean, and, and there is, that fills up the entire space, an electron field. 
that is like a fluid mm. and where this field yes, kind yes. of ripples in a certain way, that's what an electron is. But every electron in my body is connected to every electron in your body and every electron in this phone that I'm talking into and every electron and everything in between it. So from, from that perspective, what this scientist is saying, and this is the, the lead um, understanding in quantum field theory, is that there is this unifying energetic Field. force that fills the entire universe yeah. that we are all connected to. So that's so consistent with these, these mystical views and, and things that come from all different kinds of traditions that are also saying, look, we are all one, but then what happens? Why is it that we don't feel that? Cause we don't experience that in our daily life. We experience this set of separateness and aloneness and, and everything that goes along with that. So then what do we do with that? Yeah, and I think Those that are goes back that to I'm what, interested in. <laughs> that you, yeah, I think that goes back to what you were um, saying about the misinformation or what we've learned to believe, and then our little pods start, agree, you know, agreeing that way, and that becomes our reality. That metaphysically, it's the separation from source, the original source. We feel not separated out, but separate from, and you know. It also yeah. breeds a lot of fear of the other, fear of the unknown, because we don't, we feel like we're in it alone, you know, or on our own. Yeah. This this whole experience. Right. Um. So yeah, the bathing. So literally, what you're saying with this bathing with the God is that you're we're we're of it, are it in it. We are. Uh, we already all. Always. Yeah, we're 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 always we're always in it. We already are in it, and so the. The book, mm-hmm. it, it's a playful book. It's a, it's a series of dialogues between a, an, an atheist who's taking a bath and then he hears a voice that starts talking to him and he starts talking back to this voice. And, and, and the voice really pushes and challenges him and, and ultimately identifies as the bather's own imagination. And it, that, so he's having mm. this imaginary conversation but what this conversation is doing is it's, it's, it's opening up his perspective to the oneness of, of everything. Um, and again, really trying to get away from that judgment, getting into self-acceptance. So the first several chapters kind of play around with these ideas that we've been talking about here. Um, and, and then it gets kind of personal to some things in, in, in the bather's life, problems with friends, uh, problems with, with, uh, family members, feelings of failure and insecurity, and recognizing, you know, the voice asked, why are you telling yourself these stories that you're a failure? What, what, is, what are you basing that on? Mm. Um, and, and so it's, it's really interesting back and forth conversations. Uh, I, I was going to call the book <laughs> Conversations <laughs> with Quad, because Quad becomes the name of the voice, uh, a, a quantum ah. god kind of thing, Quad. But, but a friend of mine said, well, you know, there's this Neil Donald Walsh book, Conversations with God. You probably want to be careful and not call it Conversations with Quad. And so <laughs> I backed away from that and, and thought, oh, well, bathing with God works because this idea that we're all immersed in source energy and the fact that the, the, it, all of the book takes place in a bathtub, somebody having a conversation with somebody in a bathtub. So that, that Oh, works. But, that's um, well, Okay. Yeah, yeah, I got the book. I saw the title. Fun playful. Now, did you feel you had yeah, this kind of book. these kinds of conversations? This this dialogue was that part of your process oh, of 
Was it okay? Yeah. So, so I, <laughs> there, there's the question: Did I channel this information? Um, I, and I don't know. <laughs> I, I think yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think I think if if we are source energy, everything you know, then kind of anything that we would do would be connected to that. And so anything that comes through it is a form of channeling, maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, my process, my process is that I would ask questions that I didn't know the answers to, and then I'd, you know, meditate on that, and then an answer would come, and then that answer would be the voice of quad, and then I would push back on it with my own, well, but, but this and this and this, and then a response. So it was kind of that back and forth that was going on in my own mind as I was writing it and, and being very open to this idea of, of channeling, like wanting to, but also not like never wanting to put myself forward as saying, Hey, I've got all the answers. You guys need to listen to me. I've, I've got it all figured out. <laughs> no, I'm doing, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm playing this game myself. And the reason that I, I published it as a book was to share it with other people and to see what do you think? Um, and mm-hmm. how would you answer these questions? Because the way that source is manifesting itself through me is going to be different than the way that source manifests itself through you because we were both misguided mm. through different traditions. <laughs> we both came up mm-hmm. through different ways. We both have had different experiences. And so it's, it's going to be different. But this is what my experience is. This is how I'm uh, approaching this idea of, of God and life and what our purpose is. Uh, to be here, and it and it boils down to love, like learning how to love, learning how to be compassionate, learning how to forgive, um, and it's not it's not always an easy thing to do, uh, and so I work no. through that a lot in in the chapters of the book. So amazing! And how, if you look back, how do you feel this and think this process, this unfolding that you've been on, has? changed you have you noticed your your way of being or expressing in the world have you noticed oh yeah change? tremendously um yeah i i don't have to be right anymore is probably the biggest thing um wow. you, you know like so so many so many times when i would get in arguments with friends of mine or family members um because I, they didn't understand what I was trying to say, you know, something, something like that. Mm-hmm. I've been able to let go of that um, and, and be more interested in what it is that they think that I'm saying um, and where they're coming from. I, I've, I've become much more uh, interested in, aware of, compassionate towards those that are immediately around me. Um, and it, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's changed my life a lot. It's, it's so much now, Glenn, you know, I, I feel like I'm able to be – oh, go ahead. You said you're more interested in what they think you're saying. Can you talk about yeah. that a little more? I'm not quite – yeah. Oh, boy. I wish I could think of a specific example of, of this. Um, you know uh, – But the, is it – yeah, what do you think, what do you think I'm saying? Because you said you found it, you're less interested in what you're, you know, thinking or actually going through, but what is that person thinking? Because that's very interesting. That's yeah. like a little window. That's like climbing in a little, I don't know, event somewhere, and and you know. Yeah. 
on the side of the conversation. Think, like, okay, right? We're going for, let's take a little side view. What are you thinking I'm saying? Because then you can also probably see where they're triggered or what's going on. But that's a very, exactly. I don't know, that's very, I don't know, high vibrational way of looking. Yeah, well, I hope I hope so. I think, and by high vibrational, I think you mean like loving and compassionate and and accepting yes, and forgiving yes. and getting out of the and, small. Yeah, high. Yes. Yeah. Bringing the yeah. inclusiveness. Yeah. So, in. so in 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 my my relationship with my partner, when we get into fights now, <laughs> they they aren't mm-hmm. fights, and they aren't fights for very long. It's it, it's, I can see that I've triggered her. I can see that she's upset. I can see that if I'm if I'm trying to say something to to calm it down, but it's not calming it down, I'm just much more aware of it. And and then, you know you know how when you're when you're having this kind of heated discussion and you're very passionate about what it is that you did or what it is that you think, and it's different. You know they think that it's something different <laughs> for them. That, yeah. That's what I mean. I can just yeah. let that go and go. Okay. Well, look, I I know what I meant when I said that. I know what I meant when I did it. What do you need from me right now? Because the the, mm-hmm. the fact is, I love you, and I don't. You know, there's this there's this conflict that I'm feeling that we're kind of creating together right now. I'm going to surrender. Um, I, I don't mm-hmm. I don't know why we're doing this. We don't need to. Let's let's just turn towards love. And mm. like I've I've been learning how to do that, and it's it's really probably directly related to these these conversations. This 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 book, this shift in the way that I'm seeing things. Um, and dropping judgment as much as I can. <laughs> you know, I mean, it still happens. Yeah. I still have those thoughts. Yeah, of course, it's yeah. When, but, when I have those so thoughts, I don't, you know, attach to them. Right. So it sounds like from these conversations, what you write about with Bathing with God, that book, your book, Bathing with God, it, it's sounding like that you've somehow moved into a space or viewpoint of less of someone is out to get you or, or doesn't yeah. like you or understand you or somehow it sounds when I'm talking with you, like the world is safer. Yeah, it does. It does feel safer and, and it's mm-hmm. absolutely safer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's that shift in seeing um, that, that everything is that extension of source and, and trying to ask, well, why, why are we having these conflicts? What's going on? What's my role in it? How, how can I raise my vibration so that uh, the, the, the way I've, I've talked about it in the past is becoming the eye of the storm so that there's all of this stuff that's swirling around me and maybe I'm swirling with it. Maybe I do feel the, the anger coming up or I feel the defensiveness or I feel the, the wound um, the hurt, the pain, but being having some kind of detachment. Maybe it's come from from meditating. Uh, maybe it's come from mm-hmm. really just trying to do this for, for a long time. But but I feel like when that comes up now, I've created this this space, a, a split second where I can make a choice: Am I going to go in this direction, or am I going to to let it go and and kind of surrender those feelings? without judging them, letting them be what they are, mm-hmm. but not then turning it and projecting it onto somebody else and saying, you're the reason that I'm feeling this right now. I'm like, no, I'm going to take responsibility for my own feelings. I, I'm feeling this because of all of the experiences that I've ever had in my life. And you've just done something that's coming in and it's kind of triggering that, but it's not your fault. 
this is just natural <laughs> and and I'm mm-hmm. going to let this be and let this go and not escalate it. Mhm. I love that not escalate it. Why do you f- yeah. find uh, you're seeking and and exploring and learning that we do hold on to that and that wanting to be understood and yeah because everyone wants to be understood or validated. I mean as as we are like okay, do you understand what I'm thinking or saying? So what's the fine line between that? Because that is a important, important psychological function, but what's the? There must yeah. be some line yeah. that you've seen. Well, I, I can only speak to my experience with it, Michelle. I think that line mm-hmm. has been when I stopped judging um, myself. Um, when, when I started becoming my own my own source of validation and being more compassionate mm. towards myself, being more forgiving towards myself, more understanding of, you know, why am I getting triggered this way, taking the responsibility, this is why I'm getting triggered this way. And, and then when I, when I started doing that more internally with myself, if I wasn't getting validation from somebody else, it didn't hurt as much because mm-hmm. I, I had that validation in myself and then from, from the other person, I could look and see, now they're actually wanting validation too. How can I give them validation in this moment? What, what can mm-hmm. I do? Since I've figured out how to give validation to me, how can I give validation to them? Um, and, and love and compassion and understanding, acceptance, um, those, those higher vibrations, and, and put that out as, a, as an olive branch um, to, mm-hmm. to the other person. Wow, that's great. That's really stepping out of the little eye, you know, um, you know, because you're right. I didn't think about it this way, but that, that's so profound that that person is seeking validation. And you're right. A lot of times these discussions, debates, and then they can go into arguments <laughs> or two, two people saying, I need validation. I need validation. It's a validation. It becomes about the validation. You don't hear me. You don't understand me. No, you don't hear me. I, you know, and it's all about that validation. So you're just kind of moving out of that. Trying to. Mm-hmm. Trying to, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow, what an inspiration. I mean, really um, wonderful insight, especially, I feel, for our current times, because I think as hard as that is, and I'm sure and it does, I mean, some circumstances it's easier to do that, but to me, that's the third way or the third door. We really have to start doing something like that um, to rebalance and get yeah. into that center point, right? And, and I'm, I'm optimistic. You know, I, I, I feel like we are. I, 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 saw this, mm-hmm. I saw this documentary a while ago. I don't, I don't remember what it was called, but it was about uh, a, a, an aboriginal tribe down in the Amazon in Brazil. And it was like one of the last tribes to, to not have any contact with the outside world. And they came into contact with these people across this river in Brazil. And it was really interesting looking at th- this Aboriginal tribe and the fear that they had interacting, encountering these other people. And in some ways they were able to assimilate a little bit, you know, each, each side learned a little bit about the others. There was still some violent conflict. And, and as I was watching this, I thought, you know, this is a process that has been going on with our species going back hundreds of thousands of years when we were hunter gatherers and these small tribes. And then it's almost like little drops of water or drops of mercury 
that start coming together. And, you know, like as a, as a little drop of water connects to another drop of water, it kind of blip merbs it into a, a larger drop. Mm-hmm. And I started looking at humanity as a, a series of these little drops of water that we come into contact and there's conflict, there's resistance, but ultimately there's assimilation. And sometimes that's through violence. Sometimes that's through peace. Um, but it does appear to me that there is this movement of coming together and recognizing the unity that is already fundamentally yes, what we are. I agree and, with you. And yes. with, with technology, even starting with the radio, then television, now we've got the internet, we're speeding up mm-hmm. this process of all these different drops of water coming together and merging into one, and there's a lot of fear around it because we're always – afraid of the unknown when we come up against something that we don't know. And, but we're, we're working through it. There's a lot of this, it, 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 it's crazy right now, but I, I am optimistic about it that, that it's going to bring out the best because that's kind of what conflict does. And it's kind of, you know, when I look at the evolution of human beings, we all life really, we, we evolve because of, conflict and resistance and hostility in the environment around it. And so we evolved to overcome mm-hmm. that hostility. And then that hostility plays a role in helping us overcome. So we don't, we don't even have to judge the hostility as being a bad thing. We can look at it as being, oh, this is something that's actually helping us come closer together. And I'll say it again, I'm, I'm optimistic, even though it's, there are hard, hard times that we're in right now, but I, I do believe that we're all one and that we're moving in that direction more rapidly than we ever have. And um, yeah, <laughs> we're not going to destroy God. <laughs> no, we're not, no, we're not going to no. destroy existence. No, absolutely. Yeah. Metaphysics is harmony through conflict, that ray, the fourth ray, yeah. the soul ray, like what you're talking about, this yeah. learning brings that middle point, that harmony, that harmonization and that unification process, the way through the unifying is the binding force, which is love. So I, I so agree with you. I think that's, yeah. yes, hard times, challenges, horrible trauma, but we are, I feel we're going for the quantum leap. I feel like we will, the next yeah. few years, It'll there, that oneness that you're speaking of and that way of being, I feel is going to be more um, foundational and more pervasive than the other. That's, um, yeah. Yeah. And I and I think every, every single every single person, everyone, you and I, every one of your listeners, we, we all have a unique perspective. You know, no, nobody sees mm-hmm. the world the way that we do. Nobody experiences mm-hmm. what we experience. And and these changes of of moving towards love, of raising the vibration, th- this is such a great opportunity when there's so much conflict yeah. around us. To go, okay, how am I going to respond to this from, from where I want to be? I don't want to be judgmental. I want to be more loving. I'm, how am I going to do that? And then thank you, 2020, for all the conflict that you've brought because you've helped. Mm-hmm. You, you've been the refiner's fire for me and my mm-hmm. soul and my journey um, personally. And then ho- hopefully that has an impact on, on others around me. Mm. I love that idea. How do I want it to be? How do I want to respond? Because, yes, we respond in the way we want to experience. 
So a lot of what I feel you're saying also is is bringing in, and you touched on it, meditation. So you have to be meditating or Mm -hmm. being a mindfulness. You have to take a pause to not react, you know. Yeah, however, however, that that word, you know. Yeah. And I think it's kind of an, an ancient idea. That, that it's been called Maya. It's been called illusion. You know, the, the world that we live in is full mm-hmm. of all of these distractions that we focus on, and we think this is what's real and this is important. And whether it's through meditation or through prayer or through music or through taking long walks in the forest or, you know, like whatever, whatever you do to calm your mind, to find peace, to create some kind of separation from this Maya, this illusion of everything that's going on around us. I, I think that's the, that's where you find that inner peace. Maybe it's mm, taking a bath. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, having a conversation that, with an imaginary that's voice. Right. <laughs> that's what it's been for me. Water works and, and negative I, I ions. Wanna, yeah. Yeah. Go and ahead. The, the other thing I, I, I'd like your, your listeners to know, that Bathing with God is also a free podcast. So you, if you're interested in seeing what I've created, you don't have to buy it, although I would appreciate it if you went to Amazon and bought the book. But you can go to bathingwithgod.com, and there are, are free episodes to listen to, and, and I'll be releasing a chapter a week until the entire book is out. I, I just released the book last week, so it's still uh, very new. But there are four episodes of that, that podcast that gets you up to chapter three in the book for anybody oh, who's okay. listening uh, and interested in listening to it. Okay, and it's bathingwithgod.com, right? Yeah, and, and you could find it on Spotify or iTunes. Um, oh, okay. It's, it's so, so new, I don't know if it even comes up if you Google it. Yeah. Okay, oh, it's so new. Okay, because when I go to bathingwithgod.com, there's something else, a domain broker comes up. Oh, really? Oh, I'll have to look so into check that. The Thanks link. for letting me know. <laughs> check the link, yeah, yeah check the link. And otherwise, so the podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, all of the podcasts, Bathing with God. And then Infants yeah. on Throne, that's another podcast, right? Yeah, Infant, Infants on okay. Thrones has been around um, for eight years. It, it, it was mainly geared towards an audience of ex-Mormons. And um, it, it's evolved over the years as I've evolved. So I, I just completed it. Did I lose you? Oh, I'm here. Okay, couldn't hear for a second. Okay, but you're there. Okay, can you hear me now? Yeah. So either the 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 website or also going to um, bathing with God on the podcast. Yeah. And then I noticed you had the audio book. I saw something audio book, and then where is the book available on Amazon and other? Well, it's a free audio book podcast. Ah, so, 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 so the, the podcast is essentially, yeah, the, the, the podcast is essentially an audio book that's being released chapter by chapter each week uh, until oh, the whole book is released. Oh. Okay, okay. And when is that, when the whole book is released? Next two months. Glenn, when is that, the book, whole book yeah. release? The, the, the entire book released by the end of October. Ah, okay, okay. So best really to look for uh, Bathing with God on the podcast platforms. Sure, yeah, and, and unless you want to have it all right now, then you can get the book. <laughs> yeah, okay.
okay, but in October though. <laughs> well, the book is available oh. for sale now. Oh, okay, good. Okay. So for people to connect with you further, what is the best way for people to get in touch with you? Uh, you could send an email to bathingwithgod at gmail.com. All right. Oh, Glenn, this has been wonderful uh, connecting with you. I, something is in the ether, in the ethernet, <laughs> uh, etheric plane, because like you said, you listened to Daniel John. We had him on a couple yeah. weeks ago. Christian started channeling. Uh, right. Mormon, uh, or were Mormon? I don't know how you're identifying or combo, you know, of all it all. Yeah. Um, and and the work that you're doing, so it's great bridging. It's great um, work to bring more awareness to people and steps to navigate through this unfolding. So, I want to thank you very much for being yeah. on Awakenings. Well, thank you for having me, and I, I really uh, appreciate what you do, and I admire what you, you do, um, the, the ha- helping people recognize awakening, and um, it's, it's just a great service. So th- thank, thank you for having you. me on the show. Thank you. We're all doing it together. You know, we all got our little That's piece. That's right. Piece of, we're putting our little puzzle yep. piece, to, you know, the, the grand puzzle. So. Well, keep us posted as to your unfolding and um, come back anytime. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thank you all in the chat. Thank you. Um, let me know how this landed for you. I think there's something in the zeitgeist. I just, I just love this. Um, of course, we were on air with Glenn Osland, and um, you can get more information uh, bathingwithgod.com, um, his book, Bathing with God, or the audio podcast. Um, you can listen to it on the popular podcast outlets, um, as well as get the whole book and read the whole book and digest it. All right, Radiant Light, thank you so much for co-creating this. I so appreciate all of you and your journey and how you're helping co-create this amazing connecting place we call Awakenings. So as always, continue to shine your light, shine it extra bright, share your insights, and keep awake. I'm getting woke and Awakenings broadcasts every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Are you awake?